you hear a lot of talk about creating safe spaces. But what does a safe space even mean? It's hard to define. And it shifts and changes depending on who is in the room. What room you're in. What space you're in. Who you are in that moment. And who else is in the room creates the dynamics of what it means to have a safe space. I was yarning about this at uh, Kilalani yesterday with our with our Kilalani staff around what does it mean to create a safe space because that's that's the t- that's the spoken thing about that's that's almost like become a criteria to do deep work or change work is safe spaces. However, I'd like to propose a different an add on to that is about brave spaces. In in the work and the spaces that I'm in, in terms of being Anishan, being the the managing director and the founder of Kilalana and guiding six staff, contractors and up to 50 participants as well as being watched by our community, it's not safe. Um... Being in white spaces, talking about reconciliation, talking about truth-telling, telling my story, are not safe spaces. Um, being an entrepreneur, being talking about being on the journey to becoming an indigi multimillionaire, talking about your dreams and your aspirations, raising your voice and challenging the world or challenging the things that you want to see changing is not safe. Being a First Nations woman in the world is not safe. Being a woman in the world is not safe. Starting a business is not safe. Being a mum to multiracial children is not safe. You only have to look at the world or turn on the news to know that it's not safe. So instead, I want to yarn about the warrior heart, brave spaces and courage. Because ever since colonialism became a thing, or it's okay, Papa. Because all of the spaces that I'm in, all of the roles that I hold, all of the things that I talk about, all of who I am, and all of my being. It's not safe and it's never been safe. So I really struggle with understanding, like I understand safe spaces, but they require so much. And what is safe for me isn't safe for someone else. And it's the same with jujitsu. What is safe and possible for my body to do isn't safe for someone else. And what is safe for someone else, a a young 25-year-old guy, might not be safe for my body because it's different. I'm an almost 40-year-old woman who has carried four babies over three pregnancies in my body. Um, So my body's shifting and changing. So what is possible for me and what is safe for me is different to someone else. So instead, I want to focus on bravery courage the warrior heart which is to stand in your power 
be your truth and follow your heart. The world requires more brave spaces. I can't remember who who said it, but we're constantly looking for purpose. We're constantly looking for what the world needs. But what the world needs is more joy, more people who are alive. So seek out what makes you come alive and do that. Because people who are in alignment with what makes them come alive. So I don't know how much more of this yarn I have because my my little two-year-old just woke up and he um, he's not the most patient of people. So I'll see where this yarn takes me. But I just did a really vulnerable yarn over on my Journey to Black Belt podcast around and I'm going to title it how fucking hard it is to be me because the weight at the moment of being me in the world feels really heavy of knowing there's so much possibility and so much potential and the dreaming that I have of being a black belt world champion of be moving my way towards becoming an indigi millionaire an aboriginal person who's a millionaire for those that don't know and using entrepreneurship, storytelling and impact as my vehicle. Going back to jiu-jitsu at 40 with six kids being based in regional Australia after my son, after I had my youngest son at, at 38 with, um, he fractured my tailbone, which took 18 months to heal. I had to have an emergency C-section, which saw me lose two litres of blood on the table. Um, When I first fell pregnant with my son, my plan was train what I could while I was pregnant, have six weeks recovery and then get back on the mats and start working towards my black belt and my dream of being a black belt world champion. I couldn't even get on the mats until four or five months later. My gi didn't fit. My belt didn't fit because of how much weight I'd put on. And it was a really vulnerable moment. I witnessed my da- my oldest daughter get her juvenile get her blue belt, her first adult belt, and my partner get his black belt together. And that was a dream of mine to see us grade together, or I thought I would go first. So these aren't safe things to have big dreams and aspirations. And recently, I was in a room. We were doing a Shark Tank where we were pitching to potential investors. Now, my understanding of Shark Tanks is that you're investing a business or a product that can get to have a return on investment for the, for the shark or the investor. However, I was pitching myself to the world. I was pitching myself to those people. I was pitching this idea that First Nations women and women like myself who are, who are at this middle band of development and potential and opportunity, we're no longer young in that we're not in our teens or early 20s and we're also not elders and senior women yet. We are raising the next generation. We are supporting and following in the steps of our elders, but many of us are carrying ourselves. I know many women who are figuring things out on their own, who are reconnecting with culture that wasn't shared with them growing up so that they can pass it on to their children and heal themselves. They're figuring out business and entrepreneurship as the first in their family or generation to do that. And 
there's so many women who are doing things that were not safe or who are the first to be doing things. Um, so for me, I thought I would be first, but I'm not. So to now even have the aspirations that I have is not safe because when I pitched myself in that space and I thought about those women who sit in the middle, I was pitching fund me as the investment, fund me to be able to replace my CEO level income that allows me to take care of my family and live day to day, allow me to replace that with that investment so that that creates the space and freedom for my workday to become focused on my development, my development in culture, my development in leadership, in understanding my own story so I can understand how I got here but also find greater clarity and conviction on where I'm going next. And then the second part of the investment was investing in my journey to Black Belt World Champion because we know the power of sport. Sport changes a generation. Sport can change a country. Sport has such a great influence and an ability to bring people together beyond culture. And it's just, sport is a great way to see the power of humanity. It's not the only way, but it's a vehicle when we can really see what becomes possible through human spirit and self-determination. I mean, Serena Williams, Kathy Freeman, Nova Paris are all women who did the impossible or what was seemingly impossible. Um, Richard Bannister, he, before him, they thought that it wasn't possible for humanity to run the one-minute mile under a, a 10-second mile or whatever it was. I'm not clear on the story. But once he broke that, that myth, hundreds of people within weeks broke that because he went first. He showed that it was possible. Now that's not safe to be someone who decides that you're going to do something that people think is impossible. It takes courage. It takes bravery. It takes a warrior heart. So for me to pitch myself in this room, it took bravery and heart to say, the return on investment for you is a social impact, is of supporting the capacity and the potential of a community leader, of a woman who has already defied the odds, who already wrote her own story, guided by her ancestors and culture and possibility, rather than the one the world tried to write for her, of deficit, of intergenerational trauma and poverty, of violence, and the best I could hope for was a non-violent relationship and education and, and to become a mum and have a middle-income life. Now, there's nothing wrong with that either. For some people, that is their dream. But my ancestors showed me a different path, they guided me to a different space, to a different self. And that certainly wasn't safe. I've had to be brave my whole life. The courage to follow the inner calling of my ancestors and my own voice, rather than the reality that faced me and the story defined and written by others for me. And when I pitched this, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. I didn't know if there'd be a yes or a no or, or outright laughter or criticism for how dare you think that you have the right to ask for investment in you as a person. And there was one of the sharks turned around and said that the people in the room 
now this was a First Nations room pitching different ideas, was that what we pitched was still small, that we needed to raise our aspirations. But here's the thing for that person. They come from a white demographic where they don't understand. In First Nations spaces, or at least in my space, it wasn't safe to dream. It wasn't safe to have aspirations because to have aspirations could get your children taken away from you. To have aspirations to learn your culture could get your life taken or your children taken. To have aspirations beyond what you were told you could have could literally kill you or take your family and everything that was important to you. And that's what exactly happened through colonialism. So as a First Nations person, even speaking up and having aspirations of starting businesses, of taking up leadership roles, doesn't require safety. It requires bravery knowing that your aspirations could cost you your very life, even in 2023. So for me to want to go back to jiu-jitsu, to an elite athlete international career, to pursue the journey of becoming a black belt world champion, does not require, is not safe. It requires the deepest courage and conviction and trust in my ancestors and my dreaming than I've ever had before. Because I know that this is a vehicle that can create so much change, that that narrative and that journey can empower so many. It can create momentum and ripple effects. It can plant seeds for change now and for future generations to come. Being in spaces and telling my story and supporting the movement of reconciliation in the year of the voice to referendum requires bravery. It's not safe. Because you never know when someone is going to ask you to justify or unpack or debate your lived experience and turn around and say that you made them feel unsafe merely by telling your truth and being direct and speaking truth to your experience in the world. Whereas that can make someone else feel fragile or psychologically unsafe, but this is a lived reality that you live every single day. So I challenge you, if you work in different spaces or you are a change maker, focus on creating brave spaces because the world needs it. The next generation is going to require us to be brave in the work that we do, in who we become and who we be in the world and how far we're willing to go in terms of developing ourselves to be the change makers we want to see in the world and to drive and do that change that we want to see in our lifetime to create change now, but also to create ripple effects and to plant seeds for future generations to benefit from. Because a voice to parliament, being a black belt world champion in my 40s as a mother of six, being based in regional Australia, being an entrepreneur, being a founder of, of an empowerment organisation for First Nations people, moving my way to understanding finance and wealth and systems that have imprisoned my people, that have profited from my people, that have killed to exist over my people, to move towards being an Indigenous multimillionaire so I can invest and support and fund the change I want to see in the world in my lifetime, 
to ensure that my family has legacy and will never know intergenerational poverty again. That's going to require a warrior heart. It's going to require standing in my power. It's going to require being my truth. And most of all, it's going to require me to follow my heart and trust in my ancestors and my dreaming. And that requires bravery. So I ask of you, if you're asking someone to share their story or to come into your space as a change maker, create a space that is built on bravery, that can challenge and invite people to lean into their discomfort, to lean in, to understand, to open themselves up, but also to create a space where that change maker feels supported and valued for what they're bringing to the space and value what they bring by investing in the value rather than the dollar or the time that they're coming from. Because to even be that person, to be able to do that work, to be that person in the world has taken everything that person has, their time, their sacrifice, their life to become that person, to do that work in that time and space, to support you or your organisation. So let's move beyond safe spaces and create brave spaces that have elements of safety. Big love you, mob, and keep going. The next generation is worth our sacrifice and our courage. Big love.